Well, hello everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. Well, we're in this series called The Power to Change. And I want to read to you a passage of scripture that's a very rich passage of scripture. It's a challenging passage of scripture and it's a very practical passage of scripture. And I pray it's a great blessing to you. It is from 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 14. Paul is writing to this Corinthian church where the people there have been arguing. And he writes something that is great advice. And he says this, I'm not writing this to make you, to make you ashamed, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For though you might have 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers. Indeed, in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. I appeal to you, then be imitators of me. For this reason, I sent you Timothy, who is my beloved and faithful child in the Lord, to remind you of my ways in Christ Jesus, as I teach them everywhere in every church. Paul writes to this uh, Corinthian church, these Christians, and 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 he says to them, he said, I want to speak to you. But I want to speak to you as a father. And right from the very beginning, we we get this sense of it. Have a look at verse 14. It says, I'm not writing this to make you ashamed, but to admonish you as my beloved children. My dad would sometimes, when he talked to us, uh, my my brothers or I, sometimes dad would stop and he'd say, listen, I'm, I'm not trying to tell you off. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. But what I want to do is to give you some advice. I want to give you some wisdom. I want to tell you some things that will really help you. And, 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 and Paul says to them, I'm writing this to make, to, to, not to make you ashamed, but to admonish you. I want to make you better. I worked in youth work many years ago. I worked in youth work and young adult work. And you would get these young people, young men, young women who would uh, come along And there was a lot of them who didn't have fathers. They didn't have a father figure in their life. And and there were many others who did have fathers, but for some of them, they just didn't have relationship sufficient for for their dad to speak into their life. Then there were others who had very loving parents, but because they were teenagers and they were going through, in their early 20s, they were going through that stage of, I know everything, they pushed that advice away. And I remember often having this thought when young people would come to speak to me, they were about to get engaged or they were at work or, they were, or, the, or, or teenagers themselves. I remember them coming to me and I often used to think to myself, if these were my children, what would I say? How would I help them the most? And, and, and for many of them, I, I was very much like a father figure to them. And so Paul writes and he says, I'm not writing this to make you ashamed, but to admonish you, to make you better as my beloved children. For though you have 10,000 guardians in Christ, you do not have many fathers. One scholar describes it as for though you might have 10,000 people who speak speak to you, teach you, uh, you do not have many fathers. Because there's a big difference between the teacher and the father. There's a big difference between the teacher and the mother in terms of how we love and what we want to achieve. 
Indeed, in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. What he says is, you believe today because I brought faith to you. And then he goes on, I appeal to you, then be imitators of me. For this reason, I sent you Timothy, who is my beloved and faithful child in the Lord, to remind you of my ways in Christ Jesus, as I teach them everywhere in, in church, in every church. And what, what Paul says to them is, be an imitator of me. When I would meet with younger people, and even if I would meet with people that were older than me, and, and even now when I meet people that are older than me, 10 or 15 years older, 20 years older than me, they sometimes look at me and, and I think to myself, how can I be a father to them? And when I look back through my life and I, have, and I got some great advice in my life, I looked at women and men who were ahead of me in the journey. And, and even though I didn't sometimes understand why they did the things they did, I admired who they were. I admired the fruit of what they were doing. And so what I began to do was to copy people, to imitate them until who they were became a reality in my life. If today you're someone and you're 50, 60, 80 years old, if you're 20 years old and you think to yourself, I, I, I don't know how to do things. I don't know how to change. I don't know how to become the person God wants me to be. I don't know how to be the person I want to be. Have you got people in your life that you can imitate? You can imitate, that you can copy until it becomes a reality in you. Can you copy? And, and can you copy someone? Can you imitate someone until it becomes a reality in you? You're not wanting to become a copycat. No, no, no. What you're wanting to do is be changed yourself. But can you copy someone else until it becomes real in you? When I was fascinated by the whole idea and felt like God was saying to me, hey, one day I want you to give talks. I remember for a long time, I used to go to conferences, I'd go to events and I would get my notebook and I would put a column down the side. And when the speaker was speaking, I would always write the notes of whatever they were talking about. But then I always used to put notes on the side about how they did it. Why did they do that? Why did they move that hand that way? Why did they look that way? Why did they stop? Why did they pause? Why did they tell a joke there? Why did they move? How did they make their point? And, and, and what I began to do is then when I would go away and I'd talk to young people, etc., I would think back to these phenomenal sometimes people that I'd heard and I would go, I'm just going to copy them. Now, people could have stopped and said, you're fake. And the truth is, I was. But over time, I began, it began to be real in me. Paul says this. Paul says, I appeal to you. I appeal to you. If you want to change, if you want to be a Christian, if you want to, things to be different, he says, I appeal to you in verse 16, be imitators of me. And so I want to say to you, if you want to be a mature Christian, if you want to love God maturely, who are the people in your life that you are imitating? Because that's what I've done. And what it happens is that it transforms you to make real change. I once heard of someone talk about distant mentors. And a distant mentor is someone that you see in a distance on television or in your industry. But to be honest with you, you'll, you'll never get to meet. You'll never get to meet because either you're too small, they're too busy, they're too far away. And, 
And one of the things that I have forced my team and my staff to do at times is that everyone must have a distant mentor, someone that they admire. They choose it, man or woman, in a particular field that they're trying to develop, a particular area they're trying to work, a particular skill set that they want, and to look at someone who's a distant mentor and to look at the way they're doing it. So for example, maybe they give talks, look at the way, read everything they've put out, listen to everything they have, examine what people say about those people. And I wanna say, if you wanna make a real change in your life, who are the distant mentors in your life? In whatever area you're wanting, who's the distant mentor? You have the power to change. The Holy Spirit will change you, but you have to cooperate with that in a very, very practical way. So who could be the, your distant mentor? Who could be someone that you imitate in a given area of your life, whether it be in relationships, in your marriage? Rosemary and I, we were very impressed with a couple that we met who had a great marriage and they had, they had six children, we had five. And they were a few years older than us and when we looked at their kids, we thought, gee. And so Rosemary and I went and contacted them and said, would we be able to come and just have a conversation one afternoon with you. And we talked about parenting and it deeply affected the way we parented. To be honest with you, it really affected me as, as to how I was a dad to daughters uh, in my life. And so, so finding a distant mentor, imitating other people are important things to do, not so that you are fake, but so that you become your best self who God is calling you to be. Loving Father, we thank you today that you call us to be men and women that are growing in holiness. Paul says, I appeal to you, imitate me. Lord, may we find people in our lives that we can imitate. And can we also recognize there may be people looking at us and in given areas of our life who are imitating us. May we be worthy of that responsibility. And Father, we make this prayer in the name of Jesus through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, God bless you all, everybody. Uh, I look forward to talking to you again. And I'm leaving Oklahoma City and I'm heading towards Phoenix and uh, in Arizona. I'll talk to you from there. God bless you. See you next time. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never far from you.